Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another week. Another week with us in, you, ma- in the Macros for Life podcast. We, oh, yeah. I said welcome back. I didn't say. You said don't say. Today we're going to talk about. I just said welcome back. Anyways, y'all, let's get this shit going. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. All right. We work together. All right, yeah. We get the question a lot. How is it that you work full time with your spouse? How is it that you work full time with your wife, your husband, whatever, however you want to put it? We get that question a lot. What's it like? We get an array of different responses when we're talking to people about these issues. I know some of them that I hear are people saying things like, couldn't be me, or damn, how you do that, or how much y'all fighting? You know what I'm saying? What's some of the stuff you hear? I couldn't be in a room with my husband all day, let alone the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like you get it more than me. And don't come for me, y'all. Don't come for me. Yeah, because you're trying to come for the fellas on that one. I guess they're going to come for me. You know, do whatever <laughs> you do. But, like, I feel like you tell me that a lot. And it, so it's coming from men telling you, like, damn, I can't be with my wife all day. I don't know if it's that. I know it's probably difficult. I mean, it's difficult to picture it. I think because if you're used to being at work for eight to 10 hours a day, then you come home and you deal with the family life. It's definitely something that'll probably weigh heavy on you considering if you want to work with your spouse all day long. Because I mean, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. But it's deeper than that. It's not even about them making a switch from, because we've done this, from a do. life in corporate world. What we do? Fucking around with other people all day and then coming home to a different group of people who require different energy, different love, and different attention. It's also about the fact that we do have our shit together being married. I we think do. other people yeah, can't envision it. I think you think about the stresses, the stressors, and they're thinking about that. But the thing is, I think it's also the strength of our marriage that allows us to do this. I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And we're we're far from perfect. So not saying we're perfect or anything, but we've worked on this thing for a long time. And if you keep working at something over time, you tend to get better. But I do believe that maybe men are more concerned about that than women. Because I mean, and I'm not trying to be, you know what I'm saying, one-sided with this thing or nothing. But when it comes to us putting up with the stresses of different things that take place. Like women sometimes bring on, women sometimes can be a lot more to handle than that. Sometimes. I'm a lot. Oh, you a lot. Oh, you a lot. I'm a lot, but I'm all that and yeah. yeah, we just mesh because you like to talk and I don't. Right. And we've been through a lot and you guys are going to learn about all the stuff eventually through our podcast of all the things that we have been through. Like y- y'all probably don't even know and I don't even know what episode y'all are tuning into at this point or whatever, but our marriage almost didn't make it. We almost got divorced that like 10 months in. I don't even know if we were 10 months in. So yeah. we've been through a lot. So him saying we're not perfect, we're definitely not perfect. 
and we had to learn to grow together and that'll be a whole other podcast in itself but yeah women can be a lot we have more emotional baggage sometimes we can have more emotional needs too but sometimes y'all are a lot like you guys can be a lot too but i can definitely respect that on your end that you're saying you probably get a lot of these comments from men because they're like oh my gosh i can't do this and and i don't know if i can see myself doing that because of some of the things that are different with men versus women but i can also tell you on the other side from being around a lot of other women entrepreneurs not all Mm -hmm. there are a bunch that were just like me i want you to retire and work side by side with me or i want you to be home and you can do whatever you ain't got to work with me but at least you're not working for somebody else there's a lot of women that are like i want to and then i kind of hear from some people that talk to you or they're like i don't know if i could do that there are women that tell me i don't want that and they because and i know that they don't really get along with their spouse and we'll get more into that but there are some women that are like, ooh, I wish me, like, can we do this? And we kind of got here because I saw the vision for us working together. Yeah. Before you saw the vision. I wanted it bad. I wanted it. Ooh, let's just be honest right now. Uh, we're being honest. <laughs> what are we being honest about? <laughs> So when I started my journey, getting the other half of my journey, let's say the second part of my journey, I started in 2014. And then I became a fitness coach. But in 2015, I saw the vision for us working together. It's like, I really want us to work together. We can build this thing. And I wasn't wanting to be a millionaire. Like, honestly, like I was at the point where I was like, if we can make 150K, because we weren't making 150K together. We made 150K in In 2015. We was making 150K together in 2015. Well, I thought if we could make 150k together, we could be at home. I don't remember the exact number. But I I'm wasn't like, trying to hear that shit. Money. I wasn't trying to hear that shit at all. But it's like if we're making that, we can both be home together. Tell me right now, a moment of honesty. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've ever asked you this. Uh, in 2015, when I was wanting that, I'm like, we can work together. We, you can be at home. It wasn't to be rich. It was just to be comfortable. Because if you guys have been following us for a long time, we're very humble. And we come from humble beginnings. But did you even want that in 2015? I'm so nervous. Did I, I want to come home and work with you? Yeah. I, I don't, I mean. Don't stutter now. <laughs> It's not that I didn't want to work with you. I don't think that was it. I think I was so focused on my career and the growth of my career and the path that I was following because I had it mapped out where I wanted to go next. Mm-hmm. That when you used to say those things, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, she, she she's looking at the big picture, this, that, and other, yada, 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 yada. But in my head, to do what I was doing and to dedicate the kind of time and effort into what I had to do to do my job correctly, I couldn't look at life like that. I had to look at life like, okay, just like we said before, I was going to work that job until I was 50. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 50, we was going to have enough money for me to retire. And that I was, was it. That was the plan. That was, nice that was the plan. That's why we was dumping money into the 401k like that. That was the plan. So for me, my thought process was that's the plan. We sticking to the plan. I'm going to keep grinding every day because if every day I go to work and work that many hours and, and, and do that, and I'm looking at, okay, I can retire in two months. That's disappointing. So for me, it was like, no, I'm going to do this till I'm 50. And no matter what you said, in my head, it was still, I'm doing this time 50. Yeah, I was like, we can be happy together (laughs) and our bills can be paid. And y'all will learn all about our struggle. Like we came from bologna sandwiches and a $50 budget per week for a family of three, you know, back in 2002 when we were, you know, in college and things like that. But I was like, as long as we have enough money that we ain't got to work for anybody else, 
I was like, we can be happy together. Like that's what I was seeing. But I also knew at one point when I was in an MLM and I was like, we should work together. And I, I see this, you were, I think you were also thinking that shit is not going to happen. Yeah, It's not going to blow up. No one's really making the money and people really were, but very few, yeah. like 3% of the company. I think you were like, I don't know. But then I eventually started doing one-on-one fitness coaching and I'm like, this could happen. But even when I started one-on-one and I had my own thing in 2006, 17 it was kind of solid even when i think i made my first forty thousand dollars in five months i don't think you could see the vision still you were still like i gotta keep working yeah yeah but because your money you were making was good you know what yeah I'm it was and and as long as i kept the way i was looking at it when you started really generating money as long as i could still bring in what i was bringing in we never had to spend any money that you were bringing in in the business. So for those four years that you were profitable or five or however many I continued to work, like we never had to spend business money. Right. We didn't. Yep. So why not keep working? Yeah, so tell them what you do, used to do before. People don't know. Before, I worked in automotive manufacturing. I was the operations manager. So typically, my schedule, I would leave the house around, what, 5.30 or 6? Mm -hmm. Then I would get home about 6, 6.30, 7, sometimes. It was pretty demanding. I had like six to nine supervisors, depending on what kind of structure we had going at that time. And I, we oversaw about 300 employees in our department. And pretty much, I was responsible for the success or the failure of our department. So it was like on call 24 hours seven days a week so it was kind of hectic i even thought i thought you were gonna divorce me one time because <laughs> one time it was bad like this like it was situational sometimes it was good but it was bad like this like on valentine's day one year do you remember this valentine's day i was it make it to dinner we made it to dinner but like oh, they called you back into work to work a third shift yeah i was fucking pissed yeah so so <laughs> So, but this is how I go. Our back was against the wall and we had to make these trucks. These trucks cost tons of money if you miss them. And I didn't have any supervisors on third shift. We were short staffed and the one I had called in. So I'm at work all day on, on, on Valentine's Day and I get off about 5.30 or 6. Came home, took her to dinner and then I took her home, dropped her off and went back to work, to work third shift. And I was at work like, damn. And the whole time at dinner, he was looking at his clock. Yeah, I had to get back. See if it was enough time. And answer on my phone so we, we can make the truck. We 30 minutes to dinner because we were li lived in the suburbs of downtown. And you took me home and then you drove, what, like an hour to work? Yeah, hour back to work. But yeah. during that time, like, I was so busy. Like, I couldn't see leaving work to come home. Mm -hmm. Like, all I did was work. Yeah. So until until the pandemic hit and I actually had time to come home, see what home life was like and everything I was missing on the family end of things, it was like, then I was like, okay, maybe I need to try to do this because automotive manufacturing life, it's like everything's automotive manufacturing and you sprinkle in your family and everything else on the side. And that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. But And it was hard work and, and good money. Yeah, they pay good. And I, I got a lot of good experience from it. So, I mean, I don't regret it. It was just, I mean... It was a stepping stone in my life. But let's talk about you. <laughs> well, I'm the mad macro scientist. <laughs> research scientist. Where the lab coat? It's in the closet. But yeah, like I started off to become a doctor, became a medical laboratory scientist instead, you know, got an MBA in healthcare management. So I ended up managing 
several laboratories, pharmaceutical research for toxicology, clinical pathology, drug dose analysis, those types of things, like working with a lot of the things you guys are probably like typical heart drugs, diabetes drugs, Bosch and Lom, you know, products, contacts, you know, if I was still working now, I would have worked on the infamous virus that has been shaking up our fucking lives forever because they continue to work on those things. But it was a contract research organization, worked hella crazy, just like under stress all the time, but still decent hours. It was like nine hour days. But once I got to the point that I could see the light of breaking through and I wasn't making a lot of money, I decided to tell my boss right when he was promoting me to go part-time from home. And I was like, hey, I want to work part-time from home. I'm going to take my microscope home. I could do this for you guys. Would this work? And I'll train my replacement. They literally kind of had no other option. They needed someone else to do a lot of the toxicology analysis uh, for like genetic aberrations and things like that, DNA breaks and all that good stuff. Talk about that another time. The fact that I offered to train my replacement, they were like, why not? And I knew there was only like a 50% chance it would happen. And then I came home, started working part-time 2015. That lab was bought out by another one. I did not decide to stay with them. So then I ended up going full-time with my little severance package. I think I got like six more months of checks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a whole bunch. I think I got like $2,000 a month. I wasn't even making $2,000 a month until, if I was more than that, but I wasn't making $2,000 a month even on our own in the business. And it was the thing that allowed me to go full-time. And the fact that I did get laid off and had to make money on my own, it was literally the fire under my ass to get to work and make this happen. And in the very first month, I made $3,500 and $5,000 and $7,000. Then it goes on, hmm. on and on and on and on. What song is that? On and on and I don't know. I, on I and on and on and on. Not that's wrong. Fuck up. That's Eric Badu. No, it's uh, a whole nother song. It's it's a it's a hip hop song. Anyway, we'll get back to that. Yeah. It's like a 1990 song. But then, uh, you know, here we are today. And honestly, like right now, by the time you guys will hear this podcast, we're two years later from him officially retiring. What well, whole podcast yes. about that? About how you retired and yeah. how that actually happened. But it's been a work in progress, right? Definitely been a work in progress. Definitely been a work in progress. I mean, changing changing up like that and then working with your significant other just brings on different kinds of issues, which I call opportunities, because I always see issues as an opportunity for improvement, which I got called out by my son on that like yesterday or was it the day before? He called me like a super opportunist, which is true, but we'll talk about that another time. Or op opti he was I a super he was optimist. optimist super he optimist. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm even more optimistic. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he was on my he was on my nerves. I mean, he I was on his nerves. But it's been challenging. What are, what are the two things you would say have been the most challenging for you to work with me? Number one is that I mean, you're bull, you're bullheaded. Like you're bullheaded. And and the thing is, like when I came home, like, like I was the boss when I when I left my job. So it's like, okay, I'm alpha and then I'm running into a bull. So at the same time, I, I understand like <laughs> a straight bull. So I've been in management since I was 23 years old. So I understand how to shift roles, how to put on different hats, how to put people in certain areas where they can where they can be stronger because it actually highlights their strengths or whatever and highlights their weaknesses. What I know is that my wife 
is a super creative when it comes to creative energy. She's better than me. She's better than me there. Nutrition, of course, and science. Like those are her super strong points. Yes, I am a motherfucking CEO. CEO. Yeah. <laughs> so those are her strong points. But she's not the manager that I am. She doesn't, she doesn't know finances like me. So sometimes, and when when I first came home, especially we bumped heads on it because I'm like, yo. I'm a boss too. Like, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? When you ordering me around and doing this, like, who, who are you talking to? Hold on, slow down. And then we had to mesh and find our roles. Like if I'm the operations manager and she's the HR manager, I'm not going to go in there and tell her what to do with the people problem. So it had to be, we had to find our way to, okay, don't step on my feet and I'm not going to step on yours, but we can work together and mingle. But when it comes to your specialty, I'm going to take the back seat. And when it comes to minds, you got to take the back seat. And once we got that down, we kind of got that out the head, but it took some bumping. It took some time. It yeah. took at least a year. Yeah. Because we went, we did like revise our positions and some of the positions with like our team also changed to different things. Like we built in more hierarchy, but we had to decide like what things he was doing that he said he wanted to do that we realized that's not for you. That's just, that's just <laughs> not for you. And then things that I wanted him to do, it was like, that shit is not for you. Yeah. And so we had to have you grow into your own role, mm -hmm. us grow into a role together and then you figure out what things that you want to do and there's things that he does that have absolutely nothing to do with this business that you guys will find out on the podcast eventually yeah um i feel like you are like in, in the wizard of oz the man behind well, the curtain it's like yeah well, well it's like <laughs> i've been bottled up for so long because i worked all those long hours and i worked like for a company so when you work for companies like that a lot of the stuff you do for self-improvement is not really self-improvement. It's for improvement of yourself within that field or within that company. And that's all I did. So when I got out, the first thing I did was I learned how to run ads. And like once I learned how to run ads and I was successful in it, I was like, shit, hold up. Did y'all know he runs our ads? Shout out to my boo. So that had me like, shit, hold up. Now I got time on my hands. Like I can learn how to do anything. And then it just started rolling and I started learning this and learning that and learning it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yada, yada, yada. And, you know, thank God for my wife being open-minded. She's been patient with me through this process because like I do a lot of different things and some of them doesn't have everything to do with our business, but all of them have something to do with us and growing us. So damn, <laughs> here you go. So beautiful. Here you go. <laughs> But anyway, my number two is not overstepping when it comes to something going wrong in the business for my wife. Like I've always been the protector of our family. So because we're in business, it means that, okay, I can't, if somebody says something wrong to her or if something happens and she doesn't like it, I can't always jump in to protect her because she has to handle stuff. And, and I had to learn that. Because anytime something went wrong, the first thing I was like, you want me to handle that? You want me to take care of this? I got this. And she's like, no, I got it. <laughs> but it's hard for me to take that back seat and let her work out her issues when I've pretty much always been the problem solver. Yeah. And just so y'all know, if they're not really that bad, he's just my protector. You know? Yeah. That's we just... had a couple stalkers. And... Yeah. It's been some strange shit, but like, just so y'all know, can handle my, let them know, baby. Yeah, you can handle your own. Handle my own. Yeah. Just for those of y'all that don't know me like that, I can handle my own. Yeah. Believe yeah. That. Yeah. She, she gonna definitely do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's sweet. That's cool. That's insightful. I mean, I think that's probably the first time I've actually heard you say that. So that's cool. yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, I always try to jump in, and you got to push me off. <laughs> like, know. nah, I got no, it. No, no. Yeah. you want me to say something? No, <laughs> do not. Like, I can hold my yeah. own. Like, plus, my customer service skills aren't aren't uh, all the way up to par with yours. It's amazing. Yeah, you, you guys, you are. I, I definitely pride myself on my customer service. Yeah. But, ooh, so things for me, the challenging things for me is because I did start this with a vision of my own 2014, 2015, and then it finally turned into 2017, like us making some money. It was just me. It was me, but like him assisting. You probably run a business like five to 10%. Yeah. It'd be like fit camps, boot camps. He's helping training. I'm personal training. He's helping put the equipment in the trunk. When I was doing a meal prep company, he was assisting some of that food that y'all ate. He cooked. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, Our protein. Just like there were small financial things, but we had like a, you know, CPA bookkeeper and all of that. But because I grew in the business with the business before he fully stepped in, I literally was the CEO. It wasn't like a name that I was just making up. Like before we had a bookkeeper, I was doing it. Before we had a Facebook ads person, because we had one for him, like I was trying to figure that stuff out. I was hiring a business coach. I was doing all of our marketing stuff, all our emails. Like we have a virtual assistant. We have an online business manager. We have head coaches. We have assistant coaches. Um, We have a copywriter. Like I was doing all of those hats. And even as the team, grew when we had more people stepping in you know though all those people were in those positions but I still had to delegate and instruct and work side by side with them because we view our team even though they you know are contractors and stuff like there are like partners essentially like we look at them as our friends our partners and we value them so I don't even like the word delegate because I feel like it's kind of like can you help with this you got time that's how I feel but I know that I am delegating but because I was doing so many things and even though the team grew there were things when he came in that I needed help with and I'm not always good at asking for help because I'm so used to being a one woman show and I'm very type A and analytical and I can be stubborn and I get the job done and I get it done right but I might stress myself out all the way from point A to B and so yes I can stress myself out so some of the challenges were me getting frustrated with things I was working on and needing help or not asking for help or taking the time to teach him on things that he never worked on so that he could help me and I still have a hard time and I'm going to tell you I'm going to continue to have a hard time asking for help so that's just hard for me I also don't want other people to on our team whether it's him or someone else to feel burdened with things that I need help with so I do have a very hard time asking for help and I've been like that since I was a child number two is not getting on his nerves and sometimes I I, I say that because I know that sometimes I think I'm on your nerves and I'm not, mm. but I know sometimes I'm on your motherfucking nerves. Yeah. And I don't always try to, but I can be a lot. I am a Gemini. I was born in May, so I'm not as crazy as somebody. True. As you're some... true, Gemini. No, not, not... Hold up. Not with the angry part. Like, you're not you're not super angry and vindictive, but. I'm a happy Gemini. Yeah, but you could be that two different people. You can do that. Yeah, don't fuck You could do that good. Don't fuck with me. You do that real good. Yes. Like, if you cross me, yeah. we're done. Yeah. Like, we're absolutely done. I don't even know. Like, you don't even exist to me anymore if you screw me over or whatever. But I can be a lot. I can be, I mean, I do have a lot of energy. I'm very 
optimistic. I'm creative, but in a, I like when people say creative, I kind of hate that word. You called me that earlier and I yeah. didn't say anything. Yeah. But sometimes I think say of creatives it. as an artist and that yeah. don't make any fucking money. I am a creative that generates wealth. Yeah, you generate wealth. Um, you, but you're creative though because you create you create these programs. Yeah, no, say CEO. All right. Because creative sounds like broke. <laughs> but sometimes creative, and if y'all are but, creative, don't be offended. But like creative can sound broke. But CEOs don't necessarily generate programs a lot of, all of the time. Yeah, I bring in clients and I generate the content. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that too. But yeah, it can be a lot. And sometimes, like, I'll have an idea, and then I'll go into his or office, ten. huh? Or ten. Or ten. Yeah. Yes. Our team calls me the and chick because I'll be like, we're going to do this. And I thought of this. Oh, and what about this? Oh, and, and one more thing. Yeah. And sometimes I'll switch it up and go plus. Yeah. But I can be a lot, but I have a lot of ideas and I do end up packaging, packaging them well, eventually, obviously, because we're here, Yeah. we're successful, but I can be a lot. Like y'all can probably hear my energy now. This is my energy with him all the time. Like this is the real me, not all the time if I'm having a bad day, but I literally can sound like I am on pre-workout. So sometimes it can be a struggle for me to not get on his nerves. And I'm trying, I'm trying not to. Like right now that I knew that my energy was high, I was like, bitch, bring it down. <laughs> bitch, bring it all the way down. It's cool. Like it's been a work in progress. Like we've had good stuff too. Oh yeah, we have good like, stuff. Like that's the hard, but we've had we've had some good. We have way more good than bad, and that's why we're here today. So uh we can talk about let's talk about the two best things. Mm, hit me with it. For me, the number one thing is travel. Like she said earlier, we don't necessarily buy a lot of things. Like, that's just not what we do. But we do like to travel. We like to go places. That's what we do. So it's like when I was working in, in a job, like she would always be wanting to travel. But I only had so many weeks of vacation. And nine times out of 10, it was like, I'm not going to use all my vacation because I need to be here to make sure stuff gets done. So then she would be frustrated. But for me, if I took all that time off, that means when I came back, I had to clean up everything that was messed up or whatever didn't go right when I was gone. So I felt more comfortable just being there. I was like, I'm going to just stay. I'm just just not going to go. So now that we can leave whenever we want to outside of my son's school schedule, like, that's great. I mean, I love that. So we've been able to travel. We can work from wherever we are, and I enjoy it. And then actually get to spend time with the family now. So I didn't really know that I didn't get to spend time with the family until COVID. And I came home and seen all this stuff that was going on. I had no idea. Like I left at like 530 in the morning. So I had no idea that my wife was at home making ready to order, made to order breakfast for the kids every morning. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't get made to order breakfast. Like, why are you making them made to order breakfast? They're teenagers. Because that's what I live for. Yeah. And my daughter was like, my daughter hit me with that. She's like, you don't know what goes on around here. She's like, you never hear. You always at work. And that did something to me. And that made me want to get out of working all those hours and come home more. That was really a pivotal point in me deciding to come home. Yeah, I, I definitely still make breakfast. Our daughter is 20. If she's here, I'm like, do you want eggs? She's like, I know, I got it. I'm like, I'll just microwave you a breakfast sandwich. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got to live for that stuff. Like... Two of the best things, like I get to work with my best friend. I'm not trying to even up you. One up you on what you just said. I'm up anyway. So you're gonna shoot ice on the podcast. Oh my bad, my right bad. Next to the mic. It was good though. My bad. <laughs>
if we could film all day, like this is the shit that goes on in our house all day. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all were not even trying to be funny. Like we are funny. Yeah. We're also we can be petty with each other. Yeah. Like, but it's fun petty. And we, we vindictive and hey, great. It's and everybody getting it around here. Everybody, everybody, the, the dogs, everybody get it. You can't take it. You can't live here. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about our pettiness. But like I. It's been my dream. Like I meant I manifested and worked towards this dream, you know, with him and solo for us to work together. And he is my best friend. Like we're here in this podcast because he is my best friend. I can stand him enough. He is you remember I found out I get on your nerves sometimes? Yeah, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, we're- <laughs> that's a whole podcast. We'll just bring it up real quick. Y'all, he thought that I he never got on my nerves. Are you fucking it was years crazy? ago though? It was years ago. Oh, we need to write that down. Yeah. He thought he doesn't, he just don't get on my nerves. He thought I was the only one on people's nerves. Ooh. Yeah. When she told me, I was like, what? Oh my God. I was like, you be on my nerves all the time. I just don't tell you I'm a bigger person. That changed our relationship. It that changed our marriage. Anyway, I love working with my best friend because we have to be like this. It's not always like this. I mean, like we were working in separate offices a day for like probably five or six hours. I'd leave, come back, and now we're doing this. I get to work with my best friend and then the time freedom. Like I feel like all of the work that we have done to literally like just climb out from the bottom. I don't want to say the gutter because definitely how, and this is like no dig or nothing, but where you came from was definitely a little, a little grittier than where I came from, you know, both, you know, from the inner city, the worst parts of our cities were from different places. And like, I mean, we definitely are doing things now that were, that we shouldn't be doing. Like for Randall, you know, most of the people he went to school with, like a lot of them went to the army, very little went to college and some went to prison or, or are dead. Or I was going watching to die right yeah. now, constantly, you know, and same thing for me, you know, people that, you know, I grew up with, like, just, just didn't make it like they're, you know, I'm, I'm not even go deep into it, but they're just not doing what we expected them to do, like me and my friends and things like that. And it just it's it didn't happen. Like I had big dreams to become a doctor like that was a stretch. And that's a whole nother topic that we can talk about. But like we made it and we've worked so hard and gave up so much and struggled like taking our daughter to class and being on food stamps and WIC and assistance for daycare, having daycares tell us that we can b- drop our kids off because we're $400 behind in payments. That was us. That and was we did so us. much to get here that I want like abundance and time freedom. And it's like, we struggled really hard to just now be humble, but still get to enjoy our lives. Like, like that's the best part. Like we, we didn't think we was going to get here. Like, nah. I almost I was going to drop out of college when, you know, I had my daughter, like he was literally finishing a shift to come in at the time when I'm getting ready to deliver, like. Coming in my finish line clothes. Yeah. Finish line. <laughs> like you, like this is amazing. So yeah. those are, those are probably the best things. Definitely the best things for me. For sure. Yeah. Sure. Yep. For sure. For sure. So would you ever return to the workplace? Absolutely fucking not. I ain't <laughs> working for nobody again. Like ever. I will, I, I mean, God willing and my mind and my body and my soul willing, you know, like I would never, ever return. Yeah. Don't look at me because I almost got like a little, why did I get a little emotional? Man. Oh, did you see? Yeah, you really don't want to go back. I don't want to 
Man. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. But like one of the things, because some of y'all just know us for nutrition and fitness, like we have a macro mentorship program where we certify coaches. One of the things that fills me up is like giving the life that we have to other coaches so they can make their own money and they don't have to work. Like I never, never want to go back and watching them hit those milestones, even though I've been out for a while and you've been out for a couple of years, watching them hit those milestones brings it back to us constantly and lets us know like we are experiencing this and are bringing it to other people. Like, absolutely not. Would you? I I know the answer. Yeah. So, so for me, like, do I want to go back to work? Never. That's my plan. Never to go back to work for someone else. And I know so many different ways to generate money. Now, I think it's highly unlikely that I would have to do that. But for me, if I had to do that to take care of this family, I would go. I mean, that's just I would do whatever I needed to do to make sure the family is taken care of. But I feel like now we're tooled so well with different types of strategies to make money. Like it's highly unlikely that we would ever have to do that. So that's a good point. And that's probably one of the things one of my first business coaches said to me that I probably value the most of anything that she's ever said to me. You know, once I mean, I think I was in her coaching program for 12 weeks. And by the end of it, you know, I was hitting those seven thousand dollar plus months. And I was like, this is wild that I am. That's my word, y'all. Wild, wild, wild. That Indiana accent. So wild. It's wild that I am making that much money. Like and the amount of money that we've made in launches, like it's just it's ridiculous. It's like it's all God, some of me, you know, type of thing. But like with when I was making them that first initial money, she was like, that's yours. That is yours. That is your intellectual property, something you created yourself. You don't have to worry about being laid off again or have the risk of being laid off because we had that too. And it's like our income. And she was like, you know what? You'll never not be able to support yourself. Like she said, you'll always be able to make money. You know how to make money this way. You'll learn how to make it other ways. But she's like, that's something that, you know, no one can ever take away from you once you learn how to make your own money. So like you said, yeah, we told seven, no, seven streams of income, (laughs) seven streams of income. That's what you got to go after. That's what I mean. We haven't got seven yet. Getting but we're married. getting close. Getting close. And that's that's our goal. I mean, if you have seven streams, it's highly unlikely that, you know what I mean, all of those will fail and you'll end up having to backtrack like that. So while you hot, continue building and try to build those different seven streams of income. So we're on the way. And we, we just keep working towards it. Keep working. The goal is generational wealth with us. It's not to be rich, it's generational wealth. Mm-hmm. generational wealth well i hope you guys had a good time talking to us today being raw being real being more intimate we can't wait for you guys to learn more and more about us as the months and the i would say the weeks and the months and this eventually we'll get to the years and as those things go on mm-hmm. let us know if there's other topics as a couple that you guys want to hear perspective and opinion on we would love to share it with you and if you guys have been wanting to work with us and our team mm-hmm. We are accepting applications for new clients for one-on-one personalized nutrition and fitness coaching by going to www.gtransformationacademy.com. But it's been great hanging out with you guys today. It's been real. It's been real. See you guys in the next one. All right, then. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.